You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 147. I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I will be your coach and your guide to help you end that emotional eating and lose that extra weight. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Here is where we talk about your habit of emotional eating, which is the main focus of the work that I do in the world. This is where coaching meets psychology, which meets brain science. And this is where your problem ends. So get comfy and get ready to be coached. Before we begin, I'd like to remind you that this episode of Weight Loss Made Real is brought to you by The Freedom Group. The Freedom Group is a monthly membership where we can work together to end your emotional eating and show you how to bring more happiness into your life. The Freedom Group is currently closed for new members, but get on that wait list so you're the first to know when we reopen. And you can find the link to the wait list in the show notes. Recently in the Freedom Group, we were having a discussion and somebody was going on vacation, somebody else was getting ready to see family, someone else had a class reunion coming up, and what they were all talking about, thinking about, and feeling was that fear that comes up when you think about what other people will think when they see you at your current weight. So this is what we're going to talk about today what other people think about your weight, how you could look at it differently, how you could manage it, because it comes up for everyone. So today we're going to talk about how this comes up for you and why you even care, what your thinking process is like that makes you even care what anyone else thinks about you and your weight and how you look. I'm going to tell you how to know if this is a problem for you And we're going to talk about what other people really do think. If this scenario happens to you, I'm going to show you how to know what's within your control and what's not. In other words, how to stay in your own domain and how to think about this going forward. So let's get started thinking about what other people think about your weight. You have an event coming up. And your thoughts go to who you're going to see and how you look compared to the last time they saw you. If you gained any weight since you've seen these people, you probably worry or think at least about what they will think when they see you. You start thinking about who'll be there and how they look and what their weight is like and what they'll think of you. And if this is the way that you're thinking, you know what I mean, you're going to start feeling bad about yourself based on your weight and how you look. And guess what? Your drive to eat to feel better is going to feel really strong. Because if you're listening to me right now, probably you identify as an emotional eater. So all these thoughts swirling around about how you think you look and how they're going to think you look, and how they will look, and all the comparison is going to put your brain in overdrive looking for a solution to feel better. So 
maybe just the stress that you're creating about seeing these people or doing whatever this thing is will lead you right to your emotional eating habit. And then of course, more weight gain is possible. So objectively, when you step back, you might want to ask yourself, why do you even care? Right? Why do you care what somebody else thinks about you and your weight? You think that it matters what other people think about you, who you are, how you look, what you do. This is natural because it comes from your brain's wiring for survival. We're all wired to want to be accepted by our tribe, right? To not be left alone out in the cold, to survive on our own. Our needs include food and water and shelter, but they also include protection from the world. So even though today you may be relatively safe in the world and have your basic needs met, your brain still thinks you're in a fight for survival. And part of that survival need is being accepted and welcomed into your gang, your tribe, your people. So it's natural that your first instinct would be to worry about how they view you and wherever you are in your weight journey, how they look at it. I want you to also remember that you're wired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. This means that seeking pleasure in this case can come from wanting the approval of others and avoiding pain in this case can come from avoiding somebody else's disapproval. That's why it may be on your mind pretty quickly that you're going to try a strict diet before you go see these people or do this thing, or maybe you're considering skipping the event totally. Now, you know from listening to me that whatever you're thinking about doing is coming from your thoughts. So let's take a look at what your thinking process is like. When you start thinking about how other people think of you and you start worrying about it, that worry colors how you look at yourself. And then you tend to judge yourself first, probably pretty harshly, so that you preempt being rejected by those friends and acquaintances or colleagues or family members. It's like you reject you first to take away the fear of being rejected by them. This leads you when you start worrying about your own worth in the eyes of others to feel lower self-esteem, lower value, lower self-worth. And then add to that how you grew up, how your parents raised you and treated you. And it will feel very much like your value as a person is directly connected to what you weigh and what your struggle is. Of course, it isn't, but I know that's what it feels like. You think that you shouldn't have the weight and eating struggle. You think that you should have solved it a long time ago. You think that you're weak and not as good as others because you have this struggle. And then this worry, this self-evaluation of what you make your weight mean for you, what you imagine it means to others, this worry becomes a habit, a worry habit. This habit becomes your go-to whenever an opportunity to go somewhere or see someone or put yourself out there comes up. And what do you do? You shrink and hide. 
You say no, you decline all kinds of opportunities and invitations, or you overeat. You eat emotionally to try to deal with the discomfort only to add to it because you now feel so out of control. Now you're really uncomfortable. Your thoughts about other people's thoughts color how you think, how you feel, and what you do. And your thoughts create your own shame. Okay, so you know that you may, in the past, have decided not to go somewhere, not to see somebody, not to connect with somebody, because you feared what they might think about you and how you look and what you weighed, right? You've done that. I know you've probably done that at least once. But how do you know if it's actually a problem for you? It's a problem for you if you don't put yourself out in the world that lets you grow and live up to your potential. If you avoid certain people who you imagine will be critical of you, if you avoid different situations for the same reason, this could be a problem for you. Or maybe you go after approval at your own expense. So you might become a people pleaser and not be authentically you. You might spend time worrying about what people think of you. Or maybe you fear disappointing people just for being who you are more than for what you do. And you just don't feel great about yourself, and it pervades all kinds of different areas of your life. Being concerned about what other people think of you and how you look usually starts in your teens. You want to fit in, especially as a teen, and you'll do almost anything to avoid judgment or criticism, and definitely, especially ostracism, really being shut out of the group. Even as parents, you may find that you tend to worry for your kids about their ability to gain approval and to gain acceptance from their peers and to fit in. But I think it's time to take a look at what other people really think, because we have this big imagination of what it's going to be like. What do other people really think? There are so many options if we talk about how other people think about you and your weight. So let's just look at a few guesses, okay? Well, possibly the first thing is they could simply just not care. They may notice and just not give it another thought. Or they could not notice at all. Or they could notice and feel compassion for you. They could notice and compare themselves to you. Or they could notice and maybe think something critical. Maybe your worst fear is true. And there's probably 500 other ways that people could think about you and your weight. So let's look at them one by one. You see somebody you haven't seen in a while, you've gained weight. They simply could look at you and not care because they love you or care for you and know you for who you are. And it's not related to your weight or how you look. Maybe they just don't notice because... The truth is most of the world is wrapped up in their own stories about themselves, their own lives, and thinking about what other people think about them. Maybe they notice and they feel compassion and they might think, wow, she seems heavier than last time I saw her. I wonder if she's okay. I wonder if she's going through something challenging. Or they could notice and just be comparing themselves to you. They could think, oh, 
She seems like she gains some weight. I wonder if she notices my weight. I've been struggling too. And finally, your worst fear that they notice and think something critical? They could think. She's gained weight since we met last. How could she have let herself go like that? Doesn't she have any willpower? What's wrong with her? And if this is what that other person actually does think, let me ask you this. So what? So what if they do? They are someone's thoughts. You can't change them, but you do on the opposite end have control over your own thinking, your own interpretations. So if someone thinks critically about you and your weight, if you even know that's what they're thinking, it's still up to you to decide what to do with it, what you make it mean. And you could evaluate how you choose to feel and think about this person. If this scenario happens to you, I want you to ask yourself, whose domain are you in? Being in your own domain means not choosing to think poorly of yourself for any reason, no matter what anyone else thinks says, or does. And you know what, my friend? This is what freedom feels like. Did you ever hear this quote? It's from Dr. Wayne Dyer, and I love it. He said, what other people think of me is none of my business. To me, this means that there's no point in concerning yourself and using your time and energy trying to figure out and get involved with other people's opinions of you. It's time to really look at what is within your control and what is not. Well, what's not within your control? The weather, of course, random events in the universe, the stock market, and other people's thoughts and other people's actions, period. So what you're most afraid of is that someone will say something about your weight or how you look, or maybe your fear is just that they will think it and not say anything and not do anything. Can you control someone's thoughts? No, of course not. What do you control? You control what you think and what you give attention to and what you do. And that's it. All right. So how could you think about this whole subject going forward? The goal is for your own voice in your head to be louder than other people's voices. So for starters, I want you to think about your weight, your number on the scale, because that number is just a number. It's neutral. It's your thoughts about what that number means to you, which is totally made up by you. It's totally subjective. And those thoughts, you let color how you feel and what you do. You need to live your life and do what you need to do, no matter what the scale says, especially as you're working on yourself on this journey of becoming a natural leader, losing weight if you need to, and learning to manage yourself better. You can't control what others think, say, or do. When you try to do this, you're giving away your happiness. Everything is subjective. Everything can be interpreted hundreds of different ways by different people. Most people don't care because they're wrapped up in their own drama. You can't postpone your own love and care for yourself until you're at your ideal weight. If you catch yourself thinking, oh, I'm going to see her 
or I'm going to do this when I lose those 25 pounds, then you're putting other people's thoughts about you before your own desires and before your own opinion of yourself. Right now, I want you to look in the mirror and make friends with you. Look in that mirror, talk to yourself with love and compassion. Challenge your own thinking about your weight and where you think you should be by now. Your first goal is to stop judging your own body. Smaller is not equal to better, and larger is not equal to worse. So how do you take what you've heard today and woman up and get out there? No matter what you weigh, this means really working on your thinking, which is what we do in the Freedom Group. It does not mean fake it until you make it, pretending you don't care what other people think. It's more that you've done this work and you're truly at peace with yourself no matter what you weigh so that you can then move on and do what you need to do. It also means not worrying about other people's opinions of your weight and your body and how and what you're eating. Faking it looks like indulging in secret eating when you're alone instead of cleaning out that mental closet of the thoughts that are holding you back. Maybe you suck it up all day and hang on until you get home in the evening and then you let loose. This happens when you use a superficial diet and you're not dealing with what's driving you to overeat in the first place. Faking it could also look like ordering a salad in public and then getting takeout of two pizzas and three desserts on your way home, and then lamenting that you don't know why you just can't lose this weight. Faking it means you walk around saying you're happy at this weight when really on the inside, you're miserable, but you don't deal with it or you don't know how to deal with it. So how do you stay in your own lane, taking care of your own body and your own mind and not worry about what other people think of you? You start by recognizing what you typically think when you go into that habit of worrying about what someone else thinks about your weight. What is it you say to yourself? What feeling does that create? And then what do you typically do? I want you to hear your thoughts about this and see if you can just not engage with them. And by that, I mean not get upset, not act on them. Just watch those thoughts pass through your mind and you do nothing. This is possible. This is a big subject. So for today, I want you to just raise your awareness about whether this is an issue for you. So let's talk about what you're going to do and think about and focus on this week. What's coming up for you that relates to this topic? Can you think of a recent time when worrying about what someone else thought of your weight held you back from doing what you really wanted to be doing? I want you to collect some examples of how and when you do this so that you could recognize it when it happens. What do you dread doing? What do you avoid? Who are you afraid to see right now? And now I want you to think of some comeback statements, not for the people, but for you, for that lower brain of yours. You could think something like, who cares what they think? Or I don't even really know what she thinks. Think about this. 
When you worry about what someone else thinks about your weight, you're giving up your own power. So how would you feel if a miracle happened and you woke up one morning and you truly just didn't care what anyone else thought about how you looked or what you weighed? How would you feel? What might you be thinking instead? What would you do more of and what would you do less of? Just try to visualize this. It is all possible for you. Thank you for joining me today in this little coaching session and making this a part of your day. If you'd like to connect with me on a deeper level, please join me in my free Facebook group called Weight Loss Made Real, where we talk about this podcast each week, and I will help you take the action step that we talk about here. The link to the group is in the show notes or just go to Facebook and look for the group called Weight Loss Made Real. I hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on your emotional eating and that general habitual overeating step-by-step until they both become something you used to do because we both know that is your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you. And I will see you next week.